John um, U of I camp is meeting weekly, and he has, him and his team has really, really done a great job really fostering the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Spirit. Um, so this guy right here is on fire. He's an evangelist, and he's a person, he's one of my good friends here, and he's going to share his heart on how we have faith. So if he gets too fiery, that's okay. That's okay. You know, you, you'll be all right. All right. This guy is going to share his heart. So y'all, let's go ahead and make this man feel welcome real quick here. Ryan Otto, my brother. Man, well, thank you, Clay. Um, it is an honor to be here. Uh, I just got hired here at the church this past summer, and uh, still kind of getting to know a lot of new people. And when Clay asked me to speak at Alpha. You know, just the word that could describe that honestly just felt honored. Um, so before I, you know, kind of go into the talk, um, I am 30 years old and I'm single, so I don't have a wife or kids to talk about. But I'm going to talk about someone who's very, very special to me. She's actually in this room, and this is my grandma. So, um, yeah, give my grandma a round of applause. Um, just talking about faith a little bit, you know, we just heard an amazing story of a amazing marriage and you know our family has been going through a through a hard time but it's amazing how God creates rainbows out of the storm and turns ashes into beauty and uh, my grandma is growing in her faith so much uh, feeling the love experiencing the love and I moved here from Ohio one reason is she's here and uh, not just you know try not to get choked up but I wouldn't be the man I am today without her so Um, well, I, I hear it's a tradition that uh, you have to start off with a joke, and I'm not all about the joke, so I'm more nervous to tell the joke than to tell the talk. And then Clay, Clay says, hey, you can't play with friends, you know, we don't really play with friends. I'm like, okay, Clay, but dad, do I talk during the message? But I, I'm trusting that God's going to speak through me anyways. Um, but I'm going to start off with a joke that I actually researched, that I Googled, so if you don't like it, it's okay, because it's not my joke. Um, so, hey, is that work? Is that a joke? Um, so the joke is this. There's a, there's a guy that he wanted to grow closer to God, right? So he found this mountain, might have been Mount Sinai, the Bible, or something like that, and, and he, he climbs up the mountain. He gets up the mountain, and he, he looks up to the sky, and he says, God, I want to grow close to you, and I have a couple questions. And God looks at him back, and he's like, whoa, he actually answers when he talked to him. And then he says, um, what does a million years mean to you? And he says, oh, well, God answers, a million year, uh, years means a minute. Oh, wow, a million years means is a minute to you? Well, if a million years is a minute, then what is a million dollars to you? Is that like a penny? And God's like, actually, yeah. And he's like, wow. He's like, well, wait, if a, if a million years is a minute and a million dollars is a penny, then can you give me a million dollars? And he says, yeah, just wait a minute. <laughs> a minute is a million years? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. You know, I heard I heard the joke last week. Brandon said a, a rocker, and it was awesome. So, but cool. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off, and I just want to say. So we're talking about this subject of how can we grow our faith. And I'm not gonna stand up here and act like I have it all together. I'm gonna say first of all, faith is a journey. And if anyone is in this room and you don't you don't know where your faith is, you don't know what this journey is. You're here because a friend invited you, or you don't even know why you're here. I just want to say you're not alone. And, and the, the fact that you are here shows me and shows us that you're on the journey. Um, so I just want to start off by saying that. Um, 
I have uh, <laughs> my grandma asked me, she's like, hey, instead of just opening your Bible, can you put, can you put the scriptures on the slide? So I have a lot of slides for you tonight. I have a lot of scripture. I love the word of God. But I just encourage you to do this. Don't feel like you need to open your Bible. I know that sounds crazy. But I just encourage you to write in your iPhone or if you have a pen, write down just the scripture references. Because I'm going to go through them somewhat fast. And I really encourage you later tonight or when you have some time this week or this weekend, look those scriptures up in your Bible. And really um, let the Lord then kind of speak to you through them. Um, so in, in the book, in the red book, in the alpha book that you guys have, faith is defined by this. It says, taking God's promises and daring to believe them. Taking God's promises and daring to believe them. And as I've been praying for this message and thinking about it, um, I felt like God kind of showed me four aspects or four ways that we can grow in our faith. And I say we because, again, Clay, me, all of us happy guy, we're on this journey and we're all growing. So the first, the first aspect, aspect, aspect or way that we can grow in our faith is by talking to God about it, is by asking. I want to look at um, some scripture to, to, to talk about this point. And the first scripture is in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. And I'm just going to read it. And it says this. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, imagine how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask for him. And this is such a powerful scripture because the Lord says, ask and you will receive. And guys, one of the biggest and most powerful prayers in my life and in our lives can be asking for faith. Oftentimes in my relationship with God, even when I, before I go to bed, I, I try to get on my knees and just say a prayer, and I often say, Lord, fill me up. Give me more faith. The other thing I ask for is, God, give me more hunger. Because we can have the most amazing food in front of us, Thanksgiving, right? But if we're not hungry for that food, we're not going to eat it. And it's the same thing with faith. If we're not hungry for faith and to grow closer to God, then we're not going to be motivated to meet with him. Right? You know, and as, as this gentleman said, he just loved with his wife. And I guarantee it's not a chore or we don't have to pay him or make him to hang out with his wife. Because when you're in love with someone, you want to be around them. Because when you're around them, you're happier. Have you, have you ever had someone like that in your life, whether that is a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend? Or a good friend, or hey, heck, maybe even Clay. When I'm around Clay, straight up, you can pay me later. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but honestly, like, I can be down and sad with just the energy that this guy has, even Nate Wells. Like, and I'm just happier around them. You know, even I was sick this week, and I called my grandma and said, hey, can I come over? And she's like, are you sure you want to? I'm sick too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just want to come over and visit your house because there's something about being in her house that I'm at my grandma's house. And it's my safe place. It's home, you know? And there's certain people that we just feel better about like when we're around them. And we can be those type of people. So the first step is asking. Asking God for that faith. And I promise you, if you ask him and you knock and you don't give up, there's another story in the Bible where this man comes in the middle of the night and he's like, hey, I need, I need some bread. I need a loaf of bread. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm just crazy. I'm sleeping. I'm like, leave me alone. But he 
keep knocking, keep knocking. He's like, dude, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. And then finally, the dude gets out of bed, not even to want to give him the bread, but because this guy was annoying him. And he wanted him just to leave and go away. But he got up in the middle of the night and he gave him the bread. And because his, his, resist, you know, his, 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 um, his motivation, his, his resilience to not give up and keep asking, and then he got what was due. And God gives us Uh, the second, um, the second way that I believe we can grow in our faith is by receiving. There's an amazing story, one of my favorite scriptures from Acts 4:13, and it says, it says this: um, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures, and they were also recognized as men who had been with Jesus. And I love this scripture. Let me give you some context. So, so Jesus leaves, and he's going, he goes back into heaven. And um, Peter and, and John are, man, they're trying to figure this thing out. And, and Jesus says, don't worry. The counselor will come to you. The Holy Spirit will fill you. He will come upon, he'll come upon you in power. And you will do the same works as me even greater. So, so Paul, you know, I mean, not Paul, uh, Peter, and, Peter and John, they're waiting. They're asking. And they had to wait a little bit. It wasn't it didn't just happen. So they kept asking, they kept believing, and then they received. And when the Holy Spirit came in, they filled, they filled them up. They, they, they came in in power. And then he started doing the same stuff Jesus did. And I love that not just the power, but they received the boldness. And guys, um, it, you know, if any of you know me, especially as my grandma does, in the natural, I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat. Like, there's a spider, and I live with my grandma's all once. I'm like, hey, Jen, can you kill the spider? You know, like, like, she, like she knows, like, I'm a scaredy cat. But, but, and I say this with all humility, but the Lord has done some radical things in my life. And what I'm about to share is not to put me on a pedestal, but it's to share that a scared little guy, like, God will use to change the world. And what he's done in my life and is doing in my life, he will do with you. And like for the last three years, I've been blessed to go to 20 different countries. Man, I'm not scared of spiders anymore because I've seen spiders as big as my hand. <laughs> and those things are scary. You know, and, and, but I've, I've, he's done things in my life because I've said yes and because I've received the boldness. You know, one of the best compliments I get uh, when I speak, and I'm, I'm really trying to keep it clean for you guys tonight. But people who know me often say, you know, Ryan, when you speak, it's like you're a different person. And I'm like, man, amen. That's the best thing I can hear because I want when people speak or I'm praying for someone or my kids doing whatever to know that, man, like, that's not Ryan because I know Ryan and whoever that is up there is someone else right now because when the power of God comes on us, when we receive the faith that we've been asking for, he uses us to do amazing and adventurous things. One of my favorite scriptures, I don't have it on the screen, but it's Ephesians 3.20. And it says, the Lord can do immensely more than you could ever imagine or ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And I just love that. And I promise you, he, he can use 12 ragtag, normal guys to change the world. And if we keep asking, and then we receive his action, I promise he will meet you and use you in amazing ways. Um, the third aspect, I, I four ways, the, the third one is that we believe, that we believe. I grew up playing football, and I loved to see 
even before I had a relationship with God, the word believe just always inspired me. You know, I remember in football writing it, you know, uh, in my locker, in my page, and just always seeing the word believe. Something about that word. And so I want to look at a couple scriptures real quick that I think can explain what does this mean that we first ask, we second receive, and then third we believe. So in Hebrews 11.1 1, it says this, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. You know, I often, uh, every Christmas, uh, you know, the movie um, The Polar Express is on. And I remember one time I was watching The Polar Express with my sister. And uh, The Polar Express had said, um, because seeing is believing. And I remember my, like a couple years ago, I was like, wait, I would agree with that. I would agree with seeing is believing. And she's, and we kind of like got into the argument. And I was like, you know what, I believe believing is truly seeing. Because we believe, we see. You know, there's so many scriptures that says, do not just focus on the things seen, but focus on things unseen. Because when the things unseen is eternal, and the things seen is wasting away. And this scripture says faith. This is actually the definition of faith. It is a confidence that of what we hope for will actually happen. What we believe for, what we believe God says will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about the things that we cannot see. You know, it also says in, in Scripture that without knowing it, we will entertain angels. That there's more to this life than what we can see right now. That right now, if we were to go outside and look up at the sky, it might not, I don't know if it's dark right now, but we might not see any stars. But yet the stars are there. Even during the day, the stars are there. The wind, we cannot see the wind, but we can feel it. We cannot see music, but we can feel it. We cannot see his love, but we can feel it. There's so much more to this life, and that's the essence of what faith is. Uh, another scripture that I love, in uh, Hebrews 11.6, uh, it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And I love this so much. It says, we must believe that God exists. You know, and Jesus even said, all you need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. It doesn't matter if you have the most big faith or the faith of the smallest mustard seed. He will use that. He will use that in your life and in others' life. One of the most powerful stories I remember hearing about a friend, one of my friends, he's actually a pastor, he was going through really hard times, and, and he kind of just lost his faith a little bit in the midst of being a pastor. Believe it or not, we, we have struggles, we have doubts, um, and, and, and it's a battle, you know? And my friend came up to my, to my other friend, Aaron, and he says, you know what, Aaron, until you can believe again, I'm going to believe you can. You guys, there's so much power everyone, if it was easy, everyone would believe it. This chair exists because I can tangibly touch it, pick it up. You guys can all see it. But what makes faith so special and so powerful is believing even though we don't see it. It's believing even though the world says don't believe. You know, I, I remember being in India, meeting, meeting Muslims and meeting Buddhists, and, and they would say, well, how do you know your God is real? And guys, you can't just throw around can't just quote John 3.16 the Bible. It means nothing to them. But ultimately at the end of the day, I can believe with all my heart 
that one day when I die, that I will see my maker and my savior face to face because I've experienced his love and I believe in faith. I've experienced him. He has changed me. He is changing me. And he'll continue to change me. It's a journey. And that's what this whole faith thing is, guys. It's a journey. I'll be lying if I didn't say I don't wake up sometimes sad. I don't go through things. I don't have doubts. I do have doubts. And the last scripture I'm going to share about this is that one of my favorite, favorite stories in scripture is a man brings his daughter to Jesus and he says, Father, please, uh, Jesus, Master, Rabbi, heal my daughter. And Jesus is going to heal his daughter and he gets sidetracked and, and something else happens and the daughter ends up dying. And the servant comes to the guy and says, hey, don't bother the rabbi. Don't bother him anymore. She's already dead. And you can imagine if any of you have kids or the one person you love the most. You came to Clay. You were looking for Clay everywhere. And you said, Clay, come. I know God lives in you. I know that God will work in you. Come heal my daughter. Okay, man, I'm coming. I'm coming. But then he gets, a, he gets a text and he gets distracted or whatever. And then your daughter or your son or your spouse, your best friend dies. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And we all have stories of tragedy just like Wayne shared. And they don't compare and we have hurts in this life. But even when hurt and the storms come, do we believe? I'll be lying. I don't say I always believe. But I do say the sun will rise. A new day will come. And even though there's pain in the night, joy will come in the morning. And when I can't believe, that's what makes things like Alpha and this church and friends and family, and say, you know what, Ryan, until you can believe again, I'm going to believe for you. Until you believe, I'm going to believe it. And one of the most strongest prayers that I pray is from this scripture, and say, God, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I do, and we do believe, but help our unbelief. I have doubts, I have worries. Even when amazing things have happened, I've seen amazing things around the world happen, and, and that voice says, oh, that was just a Oh, that wasn't real. That, you know, they just faked their leg growing out or whatever. Like, like you know, and, and it's like, I could believe that. I could think that. But am I going to choose that, oh, this text message that I got right when I was going through this actually is God working and speaking to me? Or was it just a coincidence that my friend happened to think of me and send me this random thing at the exact time that I needed it? Or this song just happened to come on the radio the exact time or this movie or whatever? Faith is choosing to believe. So we first ask. We ask. And we continually ask. Then we receive. And then we choose to believe. We choose to believe that it's him and that he's real. Um, the, last, the last aspect or the last way is, is then we live. So we ask, we receive, we believe, and then we live. We walk it out. And the scripture that I want to share is in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And it says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. For we live by believing and not by seeing. In another version, it says we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. And, and do we live by what we can see in the circumstances in our life? Or do we live by the faith that we are not alone? That we never have been alone, 
we got wills going on that just like the wind, we can't always see him and then we get distracted and clouded by the, the hard circumstances in this life. But we can feel him again. We can feel his presence. We can feel his hope. We can feel his love. We can see his light shining in the midst of darkness. And that is what he says will bring us hope. But something's going to occur. Not that good thing will happen. Um, so I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of thought of those. That was, that was kind of the, the scriptural reference. And I, I just want to leave you with this. Four new ways of, and I call it Ryan's approach, um, which you can take and use if you think it's helpful. Um, but the first is this, actions speak louder than words. Another prayer that I pray often is, Lord, let me be a man who walks the walk with you. Let me be someone who walks the walk and truly knows you. There's a story in the Bible that used to scare me a lot, and now it doesn't scare me, but it humbles me. story of, of the man that comes to Jesus and he says, I did this in your name and I did this in your name and I did this in your name. And Jesus says, but I never knew you. And I, I've been a missionary for three years and now I'm a pastor at a church. And it's so, it's so scary you're, you're doing all these things for God. But do I really know God? Am I really living with him? Do I really spend time with him? Am I a man who walks the walk before I talk the talk. Because if we are people who walk it and who live it, people will see that. You know, there's an old quote that says, you know, catch on fire and watch everyone come and watch you burn. And now we're not talking about tangible fire, because that would be very scary. And, uh, you know, those genetic separation. But we, we're talking about the fire of the Holy Spirit. Catch on fire. Ask, help, ask for, your, for him to give you this faith, to give you this passion, to give you this love. And watch how he radically changes your life from the inside out. I promise, I was 21 when I got saved. I never wanted to be a pastor. I didn't grow up in the church, really. And God has flipped my life upside down. And I'm not going to say it's all, you know, butterfly and roses. But I promise, looking back at my life, I wouldn't change anything. Because he is my life. As much as I, I want to be married and have a family one day, if that doesn't happen, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Because I'm not, I don't look to another person or circumstance to fill my identity and my hope and my happiness. But I look to my Father. And that's what makes faith so strong, guys. Without faith, faith is the behavior of Jesus. Faith is a fruit of having a relationship with Jesus. It's the faith that I know Clay's my brother and my friend. I can go and talk to him anytime and he'll be there. It's even a stronger faith with our Father in Heaven, our Savior, and our friend, the power and work of the Holy Spirit. Um, the other thing is, the other aspect of Ryan's advice is get around hungry people. So you're wondering, how do I grow my faith? I'm new to this thing. I don't know the Bible. I don't know all the scriptures reference. Well, I say find someone who does. Find someone who you want to be like. Find someone who's hungry. So you ever go out to eat or go to Chipotle, some of my favorite places? I usually always want to eat there. But once in a while, I'm not that hungry. Or you go to a burger joint and someone's eating your burger and it's real. And you're like, man, I wasn't really hungry. But now that I see them eating it, I kind of am and I want one. Get around hungry people and I promise you, you'll catch what they have. You know, Robbie Dawkins often says, things of the spirit can't really be taught but read or caught. 
sign to them that you look up to, that you know they're walking with the Lord. And I promise you, you'll get hungry. You can see the fruit of their life, and you'll want what they have. One of my, another one of my favorite verses is in Matthew 5, um, 14 through 16. If you see a city on a hill, a light and dark place, so people see your good deeds, but praise God in heaven for it. And that's another prayer I often pray. It's that let people see our relationship and not want to be like me or make me an idol, but go after you. They, they want, they can have, they, they can have what I have. Because the same God lives in me that lives in them. And that's what I want to say to all of you. Clay, me, the others that, that see, and also the same God that lives in us lives in you, God. All you have to say is say yes. All you have to do is ask, receive, believe, and then walk this thing out. Live it out. And remember, actions speak louder than words. See somebody walk the walk so that when you talk, it's backed up how you walk it. Uh, the third thing is we spell faith by R-I-S-K. I'm sure you've heard that before. I love to talk about that. We spell faith by R-I-S-K. And I want to share one of my favorite quotes. It's actually by the Dalai Lama. I don't know if I can share that, but... Um, yes, we are a Christian church. We love Jesus. But it says, great achievements and true love involve great risk, a.k.a. also known as great faith. I added that part. <laughs> but great achievements and true love involve great risk. Are we going to risk it? Faith can be scary, but we take one step at a time. The more we risk, the more we walk, the stronger we get, the bolder we get. You know, I used to be scared to pray for people, you know, but now, like, man, pretty much, especially when I have a dude or a bro or, or a friend with me, man, I'll go pray for anyone. I promise you, like, if I'm by myself, you know, I'll pray for a lot of people, but I, if I'm with Clay, man, I'll freaking pray for anyone, you know, because, I mean, I just know he's going to have my back. I'm stronger when he's around, and that's not just Clay. I have some friends in here from the college ministry. Andrew, he's one of our leaders in the college ministry. If I'm with him, I'll go pray for anyone. Because I got a brother with me, you know? I got a sister with me, and I know that when we're together, we're stronger. Um, and now I'll say this. And if you get anything from the message, this message, I pray that you get this. They will know that we are Christians by our love. They will know that we are Christians by our love. In Galatians 5, uh, 6, it says, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about this and this and this. All that matters is that you're rooted in love and that you live by faith. You know, uh, I've been around the world and I would often say, you know, I would see so many people in need and, you know, so many people are asking for money. There's so, I mean, you see lame people walking, uh, uh, living on the street on dirt roads and and your heart just breaks because you don't know how to help them. And and honestly, I didn't have the energy to pray for everyone. And I'll say, God, who, how do I know who to pray for? And I just remember reading this scripture one time. He says, if it's rooted in love, and if it takes faith, then you can't go wrong. Because if we're rooted in love, and it takes faith, because usually when God wants me to do something, or is inviting me to do something, it's scary. I still get scared. And my heart's beating out of my chest, and I normally don't want to do it. And here's the other thing. Sometimes, normally, especially for pastors, it comes at inconvenient times. It happens on my day off in the grocery store, or man, heck, on a date. I don't really go on a lot of those, but you know, like things that you want to do when you're in the movies. I love going to movies, and something happens, and the Lord's like, "Oh, now you're not in ministry time, right? Your job. Will you be used by me?" And it's a structure. It's growing, but I promise you, every time 
whether we see the healing, whatever it is, we look back and I'm glad, I'm glad that I said yes. Because there's been too many times that I've said no and I regret it. My mentor and our father figure, Terry Wardle, always said, Brian, it doesn't really matter if you see the healing or not, but what matters is that we try. And what matters is, is that we feel God's love. We pray and we believe. And we, we, we confess that they will be saved and proclaim it. And, and the healing will happen even if we don't see it. But what matters is when we walk away, whether they're healed or not, is that we just believe and say we're receiving God's love through Jesus Christ. So now, I don't understand why some are healed and some aren't. I don't understand why we, we all have different stories and, and different things we go through. But when God knocks on the door of my heart and says, hey, will you go pray for that person? Whether that's a physical injury or you know, a lot of times I, I dealt with depression and OCD growing up, so for me I get a lot of worries about people from the internal, not really the external. And I often got, you know, God takes us through things and he gives us grace to go back and help others who are going through that. But yeah, there's grace. Um, I leave you with two more scriptures and we're almost done. Hang on with me. Um, this scripture uh, is Romans 8.11. And, I, and you're, again, the topic of tonight is how do we grow in our faith? We ask, we receive, we believe, we live it. And then do we believe this? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Romans 8, 11. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I just encourage each of you to go home before you go to bed tonight. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look into your own eyes and say that. The same power, the same power, the same Holy Spirit, the same love that lives in Jesus lives in me. Jesus, you're in there. You're in there and you love me and you live in me. And I believe that when you said that we will do the same things that you did, I choose to believe that even when I don't see it. Even when everything around in my life is falling apart, I'm going to choose to believe that what you said you meant. I'm going to believe it. Even when everyone in this world tells me not to, I'm going to believe it and act and make faith strong. And then lastly is this, Colossians 1.27. Christ in you Trust and believe.